because I do all the time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Q the Banter podcast. I am Nick Raymond. I am Jared Raymond. Q the Banter, a podcast about film and television. Uh, We basically just pick out shows, movies, TV episodes, just anything that we want each other to watch. We have them add it to our cues, and then we let the banter ensue. Hey, kids, please cooperate and do your part in keeping this theater quiet so everyone, including you, can enjoy. All right, so the first movie we're going to talk about on Cue the Banter is going to be the 10th film in the Star Wars saga, although not in order. It is Solo, a Star Wars story. (laughs) And uh, that is... All right, so as we record the first episode, the house behind us is currently filled with a crew of chainsaws that is cutting down a tree, so just ignore it. Yeah. (laughs) A bunch of woodsmen. (laughs) Yeah, but... (laughs) Pretend it's not happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, so hopefully that doesn't last too long. But 10th movie. Number 10. Number 10. Uh, First was, one directed by an Oscar winner, Ron Howard. Fair, and but that wasn't initially the case. No, it was not. Yeah, it was so. uh, it Phil was, Lord, Christopher Miller. Yes. Or Christopher Lord, Phil Miller. It was the first one. First one? Yeah, I don't want to say them again because I'll mess it up. Um, but yeah, there was a lot. I mean, obviously, what's sort of known that, you know, there was problems with the first uh, sort of crew with it. Sorry, that doesn't make much sense. Um, but No, but I mean, they were making a movie that seemed to be taking too many chances. So right. Kathleen Kennedy, the people at Disney kind of looked at it and were like, we're already making. We're making a young Han Solo movie with someone that's not Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. That's yeah. That's a chance enough, right? At the same time, if you were worried about improvisation, too many chances being taken, it's a little confusing as to why you would hire two guys who did Twenty One Jump Street and the Lego Movie. Yeah, I mean. I know I was certainly excited when when they were first uh, brought on. I thought, you know, this is an exciting choice, and they've, you know, have a a small but a strong filmography to start. I agree. So I was excited to see what they what they brought to it. Um, I was definitely nervous when they were removed and uh, switched. But I mean, Rod Howard is he's one of those guys that you know I think. You're in safe hands, even in a type of project like this. Well, yeah, he's a he's a guy that knows what he's doing. But, I mean, it, it is kind of strange that not even talking about everything surrounding episodes 7, 8, and 9 with directors on and removed and not doing, you know what I mean, the whole change. I mean, look at Rogue One. Rogue One, they shot, like, almost twice. Right, they needed, they needed reshoots. Tony Gilroy. They brought Tony Gilroy in. We did Michael Clayton. Yeah. Brilliant. But... It's weird that these, like, kind of films off to the side, they're willing to take enough of a chance to attempt it, but it seems like once they get to the... Once they get to the execution, they seem to be confused. Yeah. They don't know what they want out of it. Right, right. I mean, and I think from what we... From what I understand, um, their movie was more gritty. There was more improvisation. 
Um, I would have been interested to see what, what it was. I mean, obviously, I, I think we got a good product out of um, what Ron Howard did with it. But I would be, because I, I do like their stuff, I would have been interested to see sort of how it was different and which ways it was different. Well, yeah, I mean, like, one of the big things was they said, like, uh, that it was more towards a Guardians of the Galaxy than a Star Wars. Mm, okay. Which I'm fine with because I enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy. I get you don't want to copy it, but at the same time, I'm confused by why... I don't know why people feel Star Wars has to be the same forever. I don't right. get that. It's the 10th film. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's interesting. I think it would have been certainly okay. Um, yeah, I don't think it would have been a failure by any but, margin. But I think what they were worried about is, look, this is Han Solo, a character who we've seen in this world, in this certain style... And going too far away from it, maybe they were worried about it um, sort of changing too much how we view the character. Um, but, That's I mean... I, fair. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I think they went with the safe option. Um, and I, I don't know, you want to just sort of get, get into it? Sort of? Oh. Was there anything... How'd you feel about it? I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I had fun. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, I mean, I like I like the characters... Um. Uh, that we have and so like I love Han Solo, Lando's a great character, Chewbacca, yeah, both so, great. So like I think this this movie had the benefit of those characters already being established. To whereas, um, sort of to compare to Rogue One, which I didn't like as much. Um, you have new characters that they have to introduce to you, and I didn't necessarily feel feel for those characters. Whereas these, right off the bat, it's well, it's Han yeah. Solo. So I it's almost of, like it's cheating. Yeah, in a way. You know, it's it's you have this whole like canon of Han stories. You know the character. You come to love the character. I mean, before it came out, I'm like on a I'm on a weird space with Star Wars, right? To say the least. Yes. Um. So at first, I was like, mm, I don't know why they're doing a Han Solo movie. I don't get it. I don't see the need for it. I don't know why. Then you had this whole director mix up. Then it was I was I was intrigued when it was Ron Howard that was coming in mm-hmm. because it's like it's just not who I would pick. I mean, if you ask me who would take it over, I wouldn't pick an Oscar-winning director such as Ron Howard. So, but I mean, I've seen every Star Wars movie. I hate some of them. Right. Episode one, two, and three are dog shit. I could do without them forever. Right. Yes. Um, but with this, I was I was happy. But then again, that's where my whole entire thing of not being like this huge Star Wars is the greatest thing ever comes into play. It makes my life better. Mm-hmm. I don't need it to be this huge, crazy follow everything that are in the books, the cartoons, the com. You know, I don't have. I don't under half the time. I don't know who the hell anybody is. Right. You know what I mean? So it gets to that like point where I can watch it and I'm pleased easier. Yeah, you can you can sort of look at it through a different lens than maybe say I would because I you know I grew yes. up being a bigger like a bigger fan of it and I you know as as many problems as the prequels have, I grew up watching them and I enjoy them. Um, see, like I, now I remember we went to see Phantom Menace and you're like this is great, and Attack of the Clones I was like oh, this is this is great, and I had gotten older to the point where like when Revenge of the Sith came out. I didn't see it in the theater, and I saw it afterwards, and I was like, nah, nah, I'm good. No, thank you. These are not good. They're not for me. I was kind of out of that point there, and now as I've 
gotten older and seen more movies than this, and I go back to Star Wars, and it confuses me sometimes. Right. When I look at it, and I'm like, because I see, it's one of those movies that has, I think there's problems in it. It's not like a perfect movie. Oh, no, no, no. It's not like The Godfather. Right. You know what I mean? Like that kind of, it's Star Wars. And it's like, it's weird, because I almost feel like it has this nostalgia attached to it, but for no matter what age you are, which is confusing. Yeah. Because this is not, you don't have like just a group of people that were at the theater to see it in 1977 when it came out that are, oh my, I remember going to see Star Wars, it was this and that. You have people that are your age, my age. Yeah, I, I know I certainly have the same feeling when I see it. It's it's weird. It's almost, so seeing, like it's almost kind of like one of those movie series was sort of like a rite of passage. Like, oh, like here yeah. you go, here's Star Wars. Like you have to see Star Wars. It's like one of the big, so you still kind of get that feeling of nostalgia when you see it as if like, you were finally introduced to it. Um, yeah, that's right. That's what I mean, though. Somehow it it still has this bit of nostalgia passed on through no matter when you were born. There are people that will defend the original trilogy till the Earth's end that were born in 1999. Right. And that's weird to me. Yeah. I don't have that. I remember going, I remember, like, I remember my dad saying, Go see, you know, you got to see Star Wars and this and that, and you watch it, and I go, oh, yeah, that's really cool. And now I watch it, and I'm like, mm. yeah. It's not, no, it's not like a, nah. it's like I watch it, and I'm kind of like, a lot of this is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. A lot of this seems kind of crazy, and it's the same thing where you have people that love Star Wars, and then, like, another kind of movie, they're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I have a real problem with this. And I'm like, well, that's a problem throughout the Star Wars films, but it gets that nostalgia pass. Yeah, so, I yeah, I think... So one movie, I would be interested to see the reaction that Return of the Jedi would get now, had it come out now. Because I think, I think that's certainly a flawed movie. I think, you know, you had A New Hope. I think it's a, it's a good movie. I think Empire Strikes Back is an excellent movie. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, um, I won't take anything away. I re- that is, of the original ones, that's the, yeah. to me, that's the best one. Yeah, but I think, I, I think um, Return of the Jedi sort of takes a step back. I think it's the worst out of those three. Um, but I think people really like it anyway, just considering it's the end of that trilogy. I think if it were to come out now, I think it would get a little bit more hate because I think it's certainly flawed. There's a lot of um, there's a there's a lot of weird stuff that go like with the Ewoks. That's a big thing that you know. It's like, do we need this? It's sort of George Lucas kind of being George Lucas. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, well, how about how about this though? So I'm a huge fan of the Last Jedi. I love the Last Jedi. Mm. And yeah, so that's probably one of my favorites. Yes, I love that. I had such a good time watching that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people had problems with it, but it's it's funny because I was I wish I could remember where it was. I was reading an article, or maybe it was on Twitter, and they were talking about when the Empire Strikes came, uh, Empire Strikes Back came out. People had a similar reaction to the Last Jedi. People were mad about it. Right. This is too different than the first one was. Kind of similar. They said similar things about it. And when the Last Jedi came out, the reviews were finally a return to form. Similar to, oh, finally, we're getting something closer to A New Hope. And you go all these years later, and you look back, and like you said, universally, almost universally among critics, Empire Strikes Back is the strongest film of the original right. trilogy. Yeah, so it's going to yeah it's gonna be interesting to look back. It's like, uh, like Force Awakens will have, like you said, Return to Form. Yeah, I mean, that like, one. And, then, and then followed, because it was very similar to New Hope. There was people who had criticisms like that, but... Um, what, of Force Awakens? Yeah. It's, yeah. And I mean, then... And then the last Jedi comes out and it has that sort of same reaction that Empire Strikes Back did. Force Awakens, it's, it's 
Who's in it? Han Solo, Leia, Chewie, and just a bigger Death Star. Yeah. I enjoyed that movie. I mean, as I've watched it again, I hate the last shot of the film. I think it's fucking atrocious. Atrocious. Yeah, you've... The helicopter <laughs> shot, I have no idea why that even happened. Mm. I hate it. I hate that shot. It makes me mad at the end of the film. Anyway, um, but when I saw The Last Jedi, you know, a lot of the, the, the big stuff with The Last Jedi was like, I've heard, um, okay, the casino scene. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about, oh, this is useless. Why would they even do that? Because they go, what they go to this planet and they fail anyway. Yeah, it's they, like, oh man, why are we why are we watching this? They didn't even do what they but need to. But as someone now, when I watch it, I like how you go. The war has to be funded by somebody, which was important for me. Yeah, no, that, I did like to that. me. It's someone I'm not because to me, it's like, oh, why they never go over that? Mm-hmm. And now when you see, there's all these rich people. There's this war been going on. You know, the the rebels. It, Someone's got to pay for it. And you go, okay, here they are. And it's also a Star Wars movie where you get five seconds of Justin Thoreau. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to hate What on. your review was he deserved a, an Academy Award. For Obviously. That. You see the guy? Great <laughs> yeah. acting. Oh, my god. You know, and then you get, you get to see uh, the kids in the stables, which was kind of important towards the end yeah. of it. And, and, yeah, and sort of what they, they sort of changed, basically, they sort of went back on what it been done in the prequels um but let's let's not get too much into uh the last jedi because we do have an entire new star wars movie to talk about yeah um and then we of course you know we can go into how you feel about star wars movies if you know because we still don't know really how you feel i'm sure you don't even know how you i know i don't know how i feel all i know Um, is i i enjoyed this yeah no i i i there was some issues i had with it which we talked about we'll talk about um, on here, but I overall I enjoyed the movie. I had fun watching it. I liked I liked the characters. Um, but yeah, do you want to sort of just get get going? Just start. Yeah, um, let's go. So, um, but the opening we see it's basically it's Han trying to. So when Han's trying to escape escape this place, yep. Um, we're introduced to this new character played by Mia Clark uh, Kira. How did you feel and about Han Solo played by Alden? Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. There we go. We finally, we got to... How do I feel about what? How do you feel about um, uh, Amelia Clark's character? So, like, you're introducing a character. Um, you know, they, you, you, as you can tell right in the beginning, they're they're together. Which is, I'm sure for some people, it's jarring. A little bit different, you know. It's well, not, yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, I didn't know. I'm, I'm just asking to see how you felt about I that. I was fine with it. I was like, oh, okay, he has, this is his, this is his, like, you know, kind of a love interest for him. And I know it's like, oh, but... Leia and but I mean that's right and that that's way like you can date more than one person. You're st- and I th- I think also this is important to showing the kind of character he is. Yeah, along the way having this I think works towards how he is later towards yeah. Leia and towards I like that it builds that part of it. Yeah, I think I think so when I first saw it I was like oh okay interesting I think it's very important that they had them together first. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Not, not like, uh, not like oh, they oh, meet, they fall in love, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're just together. Because we can't be rooting for them to get together because yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be hard. There's a, sort of a conflict of interest there. You yeah. can't really do that. Um, but, yeah, I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is, uh, I wasn't necessarily expecting this. Um, but I was more looking at it and seeing, okay, this could be vital to how his character works. It's just, I'm going to follow and sort of see where they end up with it. You know, that, yeah. I that was important. But I mean, um, they kind of they kind of jump into that whole entire Han has a plan, but he doesn't really have a plan. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? He steals the uh, 
The coaxium. Steals the coaxium. Or, I believe, yeah. No, uh, yeah. Might be. He has the coaxium, yeah. but he drives off in the car. Right. He shows her. They drive off together. He comes up on the uh, tight alleyway. And he says, hold on. She's like, this isn't going to work. And he's like, yes, it is. And he gets it up on its side, and it almost works. Almost works. Almost, almost works. works. <laughs> he also has the dice. Right. That he hangs show. on the yeah. rear view. Um, so I do want to go back to so the first shot of the movie. Okay. I didn't necessarily like. So, like, I think there's some audio that we hear before the movie goes and then opens up and we're on Han immediately. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a nitpicky thing, but when I remember watching, I was like, oh, I kind of wish they, like, let it up, like, built it up a little it bit. It wasn't and, just right to Han. Yeah, well, no, it did, it did go right to Han. No, no, you wish it, right, you I, wish yeah. it went somewhere else I wish, before. I wish we had it build up and then all of a sudden we see him sort of show up and we're like, there he is. There he is. And then it. they show him rather than like, oh, we're right in there. And, but that, that was just, you know, that was a nitpicky thing. Also... But, I don't mean to go back, but no crawl again, similar to Rogue One, right? Which I'm fine with because I think it's fine to not have the crawl. Leave the crawl for the three trilogies, yeah. episodes one through nine. Do the crawl with them. I like the Star Wars story that they're kind of they're kind of trying something a little different. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Little explanation. Um, no, I get what you're saying because I think I think. Uh, Alden is good as Han Solo. I yeah. remember from the previews, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But after you see him for a little bit, I think he captured that yeah. kind of that character, the way he moves, kind of, the, you know what? Han is all about swagger. Yeah. And he has that kind of swagger that Han has where it's, it's he's in his head, it's almost like he never has a plan. Yeah. But he always tries to have that kind of little charm. Yeah. To get himself out of things, which at this point, he's way more positive. Yeah, he's he, he has not hardened yet, which yes. I think we, you know, I think we need to see more of. Um, yeah, which, I mean, that was, I, I heard that complaint was, oh, you know, he smiled too much and this and that. And it's like, yeah, well, well I, no, I, I yeah, get I it, but you got to build up to when he's. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with that. I think he'll get there because, like, obviously they leave it open-ended a little bit. Um, and I think that there's more room for that character to get to where we need him to be to Thing, you know, I agree. He was so, but I, yeah, I, I had, I had no problem with him. I liked, I liked what, what Alden brought to it. Um, yeah, I think I agree. It probably does, and to no fault of his own, it does take you a little bit to get used to seeing him as Han Solo. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, but also, in the, so in the beginning, we have, um, he's just called Han. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it never, never struck me as like, oh, they're just calling him Han. Like, I, it, he, he's been called just Han plenty of times. Yeah. But then they show us where he gets his name. Um, yeah, so obviously, so he has the coaxium. Right. Him and Kira are trying to mm-hmm. escape and get away because they're going to get however many. Are they on a new, no, same tree. Oh, <laughs> there it goes. We apologize. There's guys in the uh, yard behind us that are currently chopping down a giant tree. Yeah, tree wars. Um. <laughs> so him and Kira are trying to escape with the coaxium. They're going to be able to get enough to buy a ship to get out of, to get off of Karelia mm-hmm. from like this kind of slave planet that they're on and get away. Um, just as they're free, just as they're about to bribe, bribe the guard to get onto, what is it, an Imperial ship they're about to get onto to get out of yeah, there? Yeah, to get out of there, I think. Um, Kira gets yeah. grabbed. Yes. Han's already through. She says run, so he kind of runs. So now he's, now this is like, you know, the first, not the first because he had the car, but 
it's going to be Han has to improvise again. Right. So, and we've actually, like you said about his character, we've seen him uh, early on. So they, they, they got to this one place and there's that weird creature, right? Who's like their boss. Yes. And, was, and he had to like try and talk his way out of it. And we see a little bit of his charm there. Um, oh yeah. 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 So, with the uh, smashes the window. So the light comes right, in. But yeah. So then they get out. Okay. So, but fast forward back to what, what you're talking about. Um, so she gets grabbed. She gets grabbed. Um, and then he, he kind of runs to and he kind of puts a disguise on mm-hmm. and he's kind of running around with that, trying to get away, trying to think of what to do. Then he notices that they have the Imperial Navy. Mm-hmm. He's a pilot, damn good pilot. So he says, okay, I'll join, I'll join as a flight cadet with the Navy to get out of this. And that's the big moment. Right. When he says, what's your name? He says, Han, who are your people? And he's, I have no people. I'm alone. Yeah. And Han, Han Solo. Solo. That's it. He's just that, an alone guy. That's it. I mean, yeah, that's fine. I don't need to know who Han Solo's family is. I don't think that matters. I don't think that's important. Right. Although they do later on come back and he's talking to Lando about his dad. Um, Later on in the movie, they, they have a little discussion about his father, they allude to, which was interesting to have this and then also have that sort of maybe. I got you. Yeah. But no, I, I don't have any problem with that. I thought that was kind of interesting because I never really, never really wondered, oh, where'd he get his name? I thought that just happened to be his last name, but I thought it was kind of cool that that's the reason it, it's. So I, th- I actually think we get the dun, 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 That's on like the kind of training video for the Imperial Navy that he's about to join. Right. As a flight cadet, you get that little, because it, it's not done by John Williams. No. It's, no. um. I don't actually know who, who did the score. John Powell. John Powell did it? Okay. I'm going to double check right now because I would hate to get his name wrong. Yeah. But I like how you you still get those hints because it's still Star Wars still brings you back to it. Right. I would like, yeah, I don't necessarily need it to be John. Like, I'd, I'd prefer it to be John Williams for the original trilogy. I know he's actually said he's he's kind of done. I don't know if he's doing the last one. but I think he's doing episode nine and, and then, then he's, he's done. done. Which I'm fine with. I mean, like, I think with these movies, I don't think we need it to be John Williams. But I do think we, I think it's good to have those little hints. John Williams and John Powell. It was, it was John Powell. John Powell. Okay. So it's um, right from that part when he joins, we jump, we jump three years right yes, away. Which yeah, I was I wasn't expecting that. I was not expecting that at all. So you jump three years. So we kind of get a prequel to the prequel. Yeah, double long. double prequel. Yeah, which, I mean, it's whatever. You jump three years, it's fine. You give this this is the backstory that you need for the rest of what you're about to see. Right. So. He's serving as a infantryman during battle on the planet uh, Mimban. So he's not a pilot at this point. Right. And you kind of see him. It's, I mean, I kind of like the way that scene looked because it didn't look like a battle scene I've ever seen in Star Wars before. Right. It looked like trench warfare in World War One, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, I liked how it looked. I thought it looked cool. I like the look of this film. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, um, Bradford Young. Bradford Young. Um he did Arrival, so I was excited when I heard about that. And, the um, but yeah, it's cool. Nice. I mean, you see him running around as an infantryman. He's got a giant gun mm-hmm. with him, and that's when he um, that's when he encounters a gang of criminals, right? Led by Tobias Beckett, correct? Played by Woody Harrelson, who's pretty awesome. Yeah, Woody Harrelson's just kind of a cool. I know. I was fine with that character. He, he can't jump though. What was that? He can't. He can't jump. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you just inserted a white man can't jump joke into yes. a Star Wars podcast. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so he tries to blackmail them into taking them with him because he definitely does not want to be an infantryman. Right. And he sort of says, like, look, like they're they're saying no. And he's like, well, look, then I'll like you're um, not I'll tell I'll tell whoever you're not. You're not who you say you are. Yeah. Because he has the holes in his armor. Right. On and him, so it's been stolen from someone. Yeah. And, you know, he also tries to plea with him, I'm a great pilot, which, oh, we already have a pilot. Yeah. And we don't see, we, the pilot's dressed up, so we don't actually see what he looks what like. What he looks like. Um, but I did recognize the voice when I first heard it. I'm like, this John Favreau. I was like, John Favreau. As Rio Durant. Yeah. Um, and then you sort of get the reveal later on that he's sort of, I don't know what creature his name is, but he's a shorter guy and he. He's an alien because it's, it's in, in space. In, it's in space. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Beckett Beckett calls his bluff. Yeah, and Solo gets uh, tossed in to be fed to a creature. Now they said bring him to the beast. Bring him to the I beast. I think is what they said. Right. And what were you thinking? I'm thinking Chewbacca. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. Although, like, I knew I was like, oh, they throw him in. He lands in the mud, and I'm like. Oh, it's going to be Chewbacca in here. Yeah, and I was, I was kind of excited for it, yeah. even though it wasn't a thing that was like surprised me. Is oh, it's you know, but even just knowing, okay, it's going to be Chewbacca, right? And when it when he shows up, it's when he shows up, it's it's Chewy. Yeah. Um. So that was that was fun. Uh, we had a, a cool little scene there, introduction where Han starts talking to him. Weird, weird. But, but I, that that was one of the weirder things to me. Like when that when that happened, I was like. He never does it the rest the rest of the m- movies. Any any does he do it in any of the other ones? No, he never does. But I, I guess they. I think it was funny. I, I oh yeah yeah it. yeah. It wasn't. And I guess they wanted to sort of establish that like, oh like okay yeah he knows how to speak it because he under. I mean, it, but I guess they didn't don't say, even get into the he understands it. Yeah, because okay. that's like <laughs> that was the like with Star Wars they go there's 50 million different creatures on here. Nobody speaks the same language, yet everybody understands each other. Right. Constantly. It's there's five people talking to each other, no one is speaking the same language. They all understand each other. Yeah. I get that it's like a space thing, but that's one of like my nitpicky things. Right. But yeah, I mean we already I don't think we necessarily need to see him speak it because we already know he can speak it. I guess that was just their way of explaining it, but it didn't really explain it. It just said, oh, okay, he can speak it, he knows it. But um I thought it was a funny moment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, he kinda he persuades him to like, okay. Let's work together to get out of there. Which, I mean, he kind of has to trick him a little bit. Yeah. To help him. Yeah. Kind of like eggs him on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that was fun. We sort of get to... See that's when he, you know, that's when he tells him there's a a ship going to be taking off. So they run over to the ship. Back at the sides. The ship is just taking off as him and Chewie are running towards it. Back at the sides. Okay, bring this thing back down. We'll pick these guys up. Yeah. Um, and then they, what, they're on their way to, to run a job to spe- steal some more Quaxium. Yeah. Um, that was the next part. Um, well, also, we're, we're just sort of introduced to the crew. Yeah, you um, get. We, got, um, we have Thandie Newton. I forget what her name was. You have Thandie Newton as Val. As Val. Her and... Uh, you have uh, Woody Harrelson as Beckett. You have John Favreau as Rio Durant. Who else is there? I think that's... I believe that's it. 
pretty forgettable character, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoyed the other I enjoyed the other ones. Um I enjoyed the ones that I remembered. Pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Um so but but it's we should point out, I mean, this whole time the only reason Han is doing this is so he can get back to Corellia and get to Kira. Right. That's the basis of doing all this. Yeah. He wants to get away. He'll help them with his job. Get a he'll ship. take the payment, get a ship, and he'll go rescue Kira from Karelia. Yeah. Um, and this is also when they're trying to steal the Coaxium on planet Vandor. And that's when you first are introduced to the Cloud Riders. Right. Who show up and they're described as they're, you know, they're outlaw. I mean, they're outlaws. They're, they're pirates. Right. Uh, Enfys Nest. Um, right? Yeah. Yes, so. that's it. So I think they, there's a point where Enfys Nest is brought up and. I mean, this is, and that's also Rio Durant character, the John Favreau character is killed. Right. Which I sort of had a feeling was coming as we were oh, I mean, watching it. Cause he yeah. Had, Cause I'm like, you know, I was like, he's going to have to die be because so Han can be the pilot. pilot. So. Um, I was shocked by Val's death. Thandie Newton killed yeah. killed real quick. Yeah, and she's great in it. I mean, she's not in it oh, a yeah. lot, but she's you know as as good as ever. Uh, but yeah, she's taken away. Uh, she was a romantic character for Beckett too. Um, yeah, that was his love interest. So that hurt him hard, obviously. Uh, but yeah, that, yeah, that was interesting to see them sort of go out that quick. I like I said, I knew the the pilot was. I knew um, what's his name. Sorry. Uh, Rio Durant. Rio Durant. Rio Durant. Who knows? Yeah, one probably, of those. yeah but <laughs> I think, yeah, I saw that coming, whereas, you know, hers was a little bit more surprising. But this is so finally you get to see Han pilot a ship. So yeah. at this point, they have these big, long cables connected to this train car. Chewie is still on the train cars. Beckett, I think, is on the train cars at this point. And Han is in the ship with him attached. They're trying to lift him up. And they have the... Cloud Riders, led by Enfys Nest, are following them. Mm-hmm. Han pulls up. There's kind of two mountains in the way. He's going to try and shoot the gap. And as he's going up, he's realizing he's not going to be able to make it. So he... And so he likes Chewy. the coaxium. Yeah, yeah. Chewie let to, to disconnect it. Disconnect and let the coaxium go, which it hits the mountain. You see the explosion, so you see how, you know, how dangerous this stuff could be. Right. And Beckett is furious. Yeah, and then that's when we find out that they were doing this for... This was not for themselves. Right. No, this was for uh, Dryden Voss, who's the high-ranking crime boss. Played by Vision. Paul Bettany. Correct. Uh, he is the crime boss in the Crimson Dawn Syndicate. There you go. Um, but yeah, I believe I had heard that Michael K. Williams was to play I saw his, that. his he character. But he filmed some scenes and then was unavailable for the... 80% of the reshoot to the Ron Howard did. Right. And, you know, Ron Howard, he's worked with Paul Bettany before, so he brought him on. Um, I think it would have been cool to see. Yeah, Michael K. Williams is awesome. Yeah. He, I haven't seen any... Well, everything that I've seen him in, he was good. Yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, I thought I liked I liked Paul Bettany. I thought he was good. Um, but yeah. I, I also... It's also the idea of having someone like O from The Wire... Yeah, be, be like a villain in, in like a Star Wars saga is cool as shit to me. Yeah, it would have been cool. Um, so they end up on the ship with Dryden Voss, where they have to tell him that they don't have the coaxium. Mm-hmm. Um, also, do you notice some of the things when they're on the ship with uh, Dryden Voss? Some of the things. Some of the things. Uh, so you're in this room with him here, kind of like an office. Yeah. Room. So. Um, the armor that Boba Fett wears. 
Okay. I forget what kind of armor it's called because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. I believe it's red. It's off to the side. I also believe that the idol from Raiders of the Lost Ark, from the opening of Raiders of the Lost Ark, is on the table. Oh, wow. Okay. Another quick, you know, it's just another, this is a Lucasfilm thing, so let's give a shout out to Spielberg. So that's kind of cool in there. Yeah. But I mean, kind of the, the most important thing here is, you know, Han and Chewbacca volunteer to help him steal another shipment. That's why they're on the yacht. Yeah, with boss. sort of convinces them to look like, hey, we can do this. So when they go to, you know, when they go to this yacht, this is when you get kind of a big, kind of a big thing happens here. Right. Kira. Kira's there. So Kira, at this point, who has joined the Crimson Dawn, and she's actually Voss's top lieutenant. Yeah, which again, very important, I think, that she is there and that way important this isn't so at this point he's found her right this is not a hans running around trying to get back to Karelia at this point right because we don't need to watch an entire movie where we hope oh hey is he gonna go back and save her because he's not gonna end up with her so we don't need that fulfillment of him going all the way back no no but so i'm saying it's good that we see i'm glad that we didn't have to watch him go all the way back to Karelia. just i agree at that point because i mean still at this point you're thinking Okay, Han's going to want to do this, and then he's going to want to try and get back to Karelia. Yes. That's going to be his whole thing. And at this point, you realize, no, the stakes are a little bit higher, because this is, this is not just Han. This is Han and Kira. Right. Um, so to, you know, kind of save their asses, Han comes up with it. You know, he suggests a risky plan to steal unrefined coaxium from the mines on the planet Kessel. Voss approves, and at that point is when he suggests that Kira join them as his top lieutenant to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, kind of watch over, watch yeah. over them. And they sort of, hit, like, you, you're sort of looking at Kira, and you're like, kind of, what's her deal now? She's different than when we last saw oh, her. Oh, yeah, she's not the, there's something, there's something that's different about yeah, her. Yeah, she's sort of, sort of keeping Han at a distance yeah, a little bit, so. It, it's not a... It's not a running to each other, loving embrace. Right. You sort of get the idea that Han wants that to, to happen, and she's sort of just like... She's very standoffish. Yeah. Um, Which, because I, I was wondering, like, okay, maybe she doesn't want... Uh, she doesn't want Voss to know that they know each other. But right. Voss asks her, do you think they can do it? And I think that's when she brings up, yes, I've known Han since I was a child. He'll be fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was important. Plus, so, like again, like the entire time, every time she's around, and I see them interact, I'm like, I'm real, like I'm I'm really interested into where they're going to take it because I need I don't I need them to end up at a certain point to where it's not like ah, uh, like I didn't want to dislike her character, but I no. yeah, I was like, cause no, like, I get that, I get that, because I know some people did. I know some people did. But, like, that's the fucking thing. That's why I hate... That's what makes me hate Star Wars a little bit. Yeah. Sort of just like... Like, Han was not always this one age where it was him and Leia. Right. Are they even anything in the first one? In A New Hope? Um, Besides, there might be a little tension. Right? Right. And he, like... Yeah. You think of... What? You think of a princess and a guy like me? No. That's what Luke says. Yeah. So so he, yeah. You know what I Like... I mean, because at that point... You don't even know that they're brother and sister yet, do you? Right, Luke and Leo, you don't know. Yeah, so who gives a shit? 
I mean, he, you know what I mean? Like, this is how, what, 15 years beforehand, because at some point Han ends up with Leia, whose son murders him. Right. And they're not together anymore. Yeah. Like, this is not like, oh, we thought they went away and everything was, was dandy and fine. Mm-hmm. We've already seen that it's gone pretty fucking bad for Han. Yeah. Because he's dead now. Yeah. So the fact that there was like, oh, I have a, I have a problem with he has another love interest. Like, I mean, come on. I mean, I get, I get, I understand people not liking just because it's a nostalgia thing. That's the way I feel about it. No, but I think what it is, is, I mean, you, you don't like you, cause you know, sort of where he ends up. So you don't want to have the movie spend too much time on trying to make you root for them to end together. Yeah. yeah, No, you know what though? At at no point did any part of me go, I'm rooting for them, them to end together. You kind of had this thing like, okay, this is not going to work out. Right. Which is why I like that she's here because you don't waste the whole movie of him trying to get back to her and then that's oh, what it doesn't work out. Right. That's why I'm saying like it's important that they're together when it starts off and it's important that he doesn't get all the way back to Corellia because I didn't want to spend too much time yeah, rooting that, for that to happen. Yeah. The, but but like that's that's almost the thing where it's like one of the things that kind of drives me nuts. I didn't like it because he's supposed to be with Leia. Well, not yet. You know what I mean? We're not there yet. And I know that's like those are right. the these love are, you've come to know. Yeah, let's. I mean, we, let's give the the filmmakers a benefit of the doubt. They're smart. They've seen these movies. They're they know what they're doing. They're going to make her character um, important into Han's character development. That's what she's going to be. Which I think she does a great job at. Yeah, I think she does. I think there's still some. He's, more, there's more to be done after this movie. Cause I, I agree because I think. He sees her leave, but still, it's not just like, oh, she left. Like, we're done. That's it. Like, he still has... There still needs to be closure there, I think. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Well, I mean, you did just say Han Solo is dead without prefacing it. Who would see Solo without seeing those other movies? Yeah, I hope, I hope no one. <laughs> but, but. but so at that point, it's when Kira suggests... Oh, I know. I know this guy. I know this guy, this great guy. (laughs) (laughs) This guy. So that's when she leads them to Lando Calrissian, played by the extremely talented Donald Glover, which I thought was funny because someone said, you don't have to make another, you don't have to make a Lando movie because of Donald Glover's portrayal in this movie. It's not that Lando's so great. It's that Donald Glover gets to play Donald Glover as Lando Carlisian. And I mean, it's true. It's just like Lando is a cool character. Right. And, and he, it comes across the, like, yeah, I think, I think he, Donald Glover comes across like fucking great. Yeah. I think he nailed it. I think he sort of, you know, he nailed like the way he talks his voice a little bit. I thought that was, I thought he was, I thought he was excellent. Every, um, everything you heard about me is true. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. He's awesome. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. He, um, I really enjoyed him. Uh, I think, I think he's a strong point. Yeah, like for a sure. big strong point for sure, for sure. Um, I don't think that because I think some of the first, like the initial premiere, kind of the critic screening, some of these things was like Lando steals the show, which he does steal scenes he's in, but he doesn't take away from Alden. No, as no, Han. No, I enjoyed. I like enjoyed. I was fully okay. This is Han. Right after you know, quick. It wasn't like oh, you got to convince me. The trailers, I was like, eh, I don't know about this. Right. 
spend 10 minutes with him, I was like, yes. Yeah, I think they both... That's And I think they both work together well, too. Oh, they work together, like, really well. Right. Now, they... I still think... Like, you know, another thing, they still need to um, go through a little bit after this movie, I think. Yeah. Just because, I mean... kind of a complicated... Yeah, like, he's still... Lando's still... Yeah, Lando's still kind of, like, not too too crazy about him, but, like... Yeah. So, I I mean, when you meet meet Lando in episode 5... Yes. They're like best buds. Or he even even Han's like, yeah, no, I know him. He's great. It's going to be great. And then Lando does sort of thing like, what are you doing here? And then he's like, I'm messing with you. And they hug and stuff like that. So I don't think that those two characters are there yet. Not that they necessarily have to be because obviously this is still 15 years on. But as yeah, a, there's there's still a lot of time to, to fill. Right. And I think they will. Um, oh, by the way, I have, um, I think, something we forgot that's kind of kind of important to this. When they're in their, when he's on the ground as a foot soldier, when he joins up with Tobias Beckett, he takes his, his gun. Beckett takes his gun from him, this long, looks like a sniper rifle, mm-hmm. and dismembers it. Right. And hands him the blaster that everybody knows Han to have. Yeah. Kind of answering the question, why would you have such a ridiculous scope on such a small gun if you're never going to use it? <laughs> Which is an unnecessary question for a film for right. the filmmakers to answer. But still, when he took the gun apart, I was like, ah, that's why there's always a scope on that gun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't actually think of that. But, uh, I mean... You know what I mean? Because, I mean, who... It's The scope up, is as long as the pistol. Yeah. Tying up loose ends. Um, yeah. Really important yeah. to the entire saga. <laughs> and they what? There was even a point where they showed the Millennium Falcon... And release. there's some horse... Yeah. You look at the front of the Millennium Falcon. This is actually when they, they're trying to get the Millennium Falcon. At right. This point, with Lando. Yeah. And, you know... They kind of talk about it. Oh, there's this, there's that, there's an escape pod. And then they show the Millennium Falcon and you go, well, the front of it looks different. Yeah. It doesn't have the tongs. Yeah. I remember I remember when that part released. And yes. You were, and you were like, ah. I think I punched you in the arm. Yeah, I was like, like, thank God. I was yeah. waiting for that thing to come out. Yeah. Um, but back to Lando. We yes. see them play the game. It's a, some sort of card game. I, it says it in here in these notes. Sabak. Sabak. And he challenges him, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this, this is, it. is the game. This is where he this wins. This is the infamous game where he wins the Falcon. This is it. This is what's going to happen here. Um, and Han, by the way, they're having the conversation. and That was a great scene. Donald Glover, similar to Billy D. Williams, who mm-hmm. always said Han, which I'm yeah. not sure why he called him Han. Yeah. You know, he kind of says, okay, Han, I'll challenge you. And yeah. Alden leans forward and says, uh, okay, uh, it's Han, by the it's way. Han. Which is great. Yeah. Which is great. It was a great, great little banter scene yeah. they had between them. Yeah. I love, yeah, I did like the scene between the two of them. Um, and also, maybe it had a little bit to do, not to bring up the the uh, oh, the word, go. the nostalgia word. Because, um, I mean, that, we've, they've talked about this in the movies, how he gets the Falcon and that I'm, sort of. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I like that part of it. No, where they talked about it and now you get to see it. You're yeah. like, oh, that's cool. And the difference is... Unlike episodes one, two, and three, it's actually executed. That's right. why I like, you know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. you know, episode, you know, episode one, two, and three, oh, that's how they did this. That's where this came from. That's where this, I like the way it's done way better in this. And also some of the stuff in Rogue One. Yeah. I pretty much like any Star Wars movie better than episode one, two, and three. <laughs> Fair. They're my last three. Yeah. If I'm going to rank, which I'm not going to rank. Those mm. are my last three. Okay. Okay. I actually might only do a top seven. 
Wow. I might not even include them. Well, we only do top fives on uh, Cue the Banter, so. <laughs> um, so he challenges him to this card game. He makes up, a, doesn't he say he has a ship outside? Yeah, he I, makes up he has a ship that he's going to lose. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, he, he's playing pretty good. It's back and forth sort of thing. And then it goes to that final card, you know, where they, you know. Final hand. Final hand. Um, and they're going for the ships. Like you said, he makes up his one ship. Mm-hmm. Um, Just to kind of lure him into this card game. With yeah, him. to put his ship on the line. And he does. And Han plays a good hand. Yeah. And At that point, he's convinced. Yeah. This is it. I played the hand. Everything worked out right. And you're sort of feeling that too. Like, oh, this is it's where Han he gets Solo. it. Oh, my gosh. This is it. Yeah, this is the kind of thing. You know about the card game. So that's where... Having that's where it works, yeah. In the prequel sense of okay, this is it. Look at this hand he has; it's great. Um, of course, Lando throws out a higher hand, right? And uh, Han loses, yeah. Which it's at that point that you realize that Lando is cheating, yeah, and has a card up his sleeve, up his sleeve. They which, show it, they show it real quick, which also goes to show that whole entire Lando's kind of tricky. Yeah, which we've yeah, honestly, which, I mean, which we've seen, of course. Um, but that was interesting. That was that was cool. But you know, instead, uh, but he decides to join their team anyway. Like he gives them their ship, decides to join their team for a split of the profit. There's a little debate about how much, um, how much he's going to get. He sort of argues with Beckett a little bit. So also a character that we forgot to talk about, Lando's droid. L337, she introduced. Leet. Which I loved her. I thought she oh, yeah, great. she was awesome. Yeah, she, she was, was incredible. Well, I, I, I think it's when they sit on the ship. Yeah. He says, you know, is there anything you need? And she kind of says, uh, yeah, equal rights. Which is you kind of have like this droid that's like, you know, kind of see her, don't listen to them. They're, they're just using you for their own entertainment. Which, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of funny because it's like, you never think of it. These droids obviously have minds, and I mean, they kind of show them as having minds and feelings and all that. And this yeah. is the first time you've seen one be like, yo, this is horseshit. <laughs> They're only using us for their own good. We don't gain anything from this. Right. And uh, she was great. Um, and then there's also the talk about where she's talking about Lando being into her. And which, which that. She talks about Lando being into her and kind of being in love with her. And that's where this whole entire thing that kind of caused a, 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 an, an eruption from people of, oh, yeah, uh, one of the screenwriters said that uh, Lando is pansexual. And people flip the fuck out. And you're kind of like, well, it's, it's Star Wars. There's hundreds and hundreds of different creatures. So, whoa. Yeah, it just means that. It just means that. He doesn't only want to have sex with humans. Yeah. Who gives a shit? I, know. I don't think that that is anything to get up. You know, so you get this whole thing with the robot and they kind of have a little banter back and, and forth. She says it works. Oh, yeah, it works, it? which is weird. Yeah. But it's kind of like comical. I mean, yeah. they're in space. It's whatever. Who gives it? You know, yeah, you can have sex with the droid, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but I'm going to buy it. I'm going to I'm going to buy it. it. It does work. Yeah, sure. Um, but this is where we. Uh, Essentially, just leave, leave, we get to the uh, Kessel Run. Well, there's a lot. There's stuff that goes on before so that. So before though. the Kessel Run, sorry about my mic. Before the Kessel Run is, isn't that when L337 leads the slave revolt? Right. 
She leads this revolt where it's not only the slaves she's letting free, it's the other droids. She's kind of removing, they have like a little thing on them that helps them. They only do one thing. Now they, now they can think for themselves. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like you got that whole entire equal rights comment. And you go, oh, they just kind of threw that in there. And now you see, oh, no, 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 no. She's actually like going for it. And this is not, this whole revolt here is not really part of the plan. Because remember like L3, like what did you do? Right. So you have these droids are running around everywhere. They're fighting. And this is when L3 is severely damaged. Severely damaged. Lando's also injured. Lando's injured. He's shot, right? Yeah, he gets shot in the arm. Um, But this is like, you know, the kind of classic Han is sitting there shooting. He's standing in front of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, awesome. Look, that that was... Holy shit. Him and Lando are next to each other shooting. I love that. They're shooting back and forth. And then finally they can get ready to go. Because this yeah. is where, they, isn't it more they steal more coaxium? Steal more coaxium, yeah, to bring to Dryden Boss. So they're trying to get on the ship. Lando sees L3 and runs towards her. Mm-hmm. So now you're like, okay, you know, Han's kind of like, shit. Right. Helps him. Helps him get back to the ship. L3 is destroyed. Yeah. Now, L3 at this time is the co-pilot of the Millennium Falcon. Yes. They go over. She has the greatest navigational system in her head. You know, this whole thing is she's perfect. That's mm-hmm. that's his sidekick. So this is when they start dealing with the castle run. Yeah. I do want to just make a quick point. Go ahead. We're talking about Han shooting a little bit. Woody Harrelson's got some of the sickest gun moves. Oh, yeah. He's incredible. He's spinning things around, shooting everything. I he's, love it. it's At that point, it's like a Western. You know, you always right. hear, oh, Star Wars is a Western. At that point, he kind of shoots like a... Yeah. He's a, he's a gunslinger at that yeah. point. Outlaw gunslinger, and it's it's awesome. Oh, the most wicked gunslinger. In the space. In the space. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, they get into the... So they have to go on the castle run. Right. They need to, well, so no, they're trying to leave, but then they realize they don't have enough time. They're trying to get away. Yes. Um, because the coaxium is unrefined. Unrefined, yeah. So it's going to explode, which we've seen what happens when it explodes. Yes. Um and Lando's injured too. Who is the co? Is he? He's the co. He's the pilot. She's the co-pilot. Lando's injured, so he can't fly either. So Han's flying, and then we have Kira, is his Kira co-pilot. Cousin, which you're like, oh, here it is, him and Chewie. Yeah. This is it. And then Kira sits down, and you're like, okay, not Chewie yet. Not Chewie. We're yet. not there. We're not there. We'll figure not it out. Yeah. But um, Han decides we can go through the maelstrom. Yes, and go into the maelstrom. Um. Which well, someone says no one has made the Kessel Run in less, less than, than 20, 20, 20 parsecs. Cannot be done in less than 20. Remember, they have to upload L3s. They end up uploading her to the Millennium Falcon yeah. for the navigation that she has, which there's a kind of a funny detail about that. Um, I'm trying to remember which film it's in, but C3PO makes a comment about the computer on the Millennium Falcon right. giving him an attitude. Yeah. I forget. I'm trying to look up what the actual... Right, which I had actually not remembered, and then I started the reference of it. I was like, oh, okay. So, like, yeah. Elf. So, I wish I kind of knew that going... Like, that was in my head going to the movie. Oh, that's how L3 gets there. That's how they have this. But, you know, that's cool. You know, come we finally get to see the physical Yeah, I mean, I mean it's like, it. it's something small, and it's something that's not really that important. But it's just right. another little, like... Which I don't mind them throwing little shit like that. Mm. in there that kind of stuff doesn't really that's not the part that bothers me 
which I think some people that bothers. It's like, why are you throw that in there? You mess this up. Like, I don't care. Right. It's a cool thing. There's a little callback. You know, um, why can't I find what movie this was? It's got to be the first one. It's got to be when he first, because when they're first on the ship. Yeah. I mean, New Hope. Um, yeah, like that's sort of part of the first, that's when you're still going to introduce to Han and his ship and everything. Yeah, that's true. That's so I'm true. assuming that's before they even get to like Alderaan um, or what's left of it. Um, rest in peace. R.I.P. Alderaan. Next one come out, Alderaan, a Star Wars story. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's cool. And we see him perform it. And this was, this was a great sequence. This was really fun. When they go into the maelstrom? Yeah. It's um, incredible. And finally, Chewie takes over. Yeah, because Chewie's sitting there. Kira's kind of looking at the things. And he kind of starts hitting switches and, yeah. and buttons. And by the way. Oh, then Chewie. Okay, you found it. It's in the Empire Strikes Back. C-3PO says that he's having difficulty talking to the Falcon's computer because she is rather rude. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. And I love what they did with the character. I I forget the actress's name. It is What's-Her-Face from Fleabag, I believe. I don't know. It is someone that sounds exactly like Gwendolyn Christie. She is in Broadchurch. That is correct. Season two. She is the assistant to the... uh, Phoebe Walker-Bridge. Okay, she is the assistant to the... Yeah, the the, the lawyer. Yeah, the one lawyer. And uh, she's great. And she's in Fleabag, which has got a lot of positive. She she did sound a little bit like uh, Gwendolyn Christie, right? That's her name. Sure. Uh, Phasma. Or yeah, sounds exactly like Phasma. Okay. Yeah, she, a little bit. Yeah, they have the same sort of... They started. She animals. started talking, and I'm like, oh, wow. Why would they have her play two characters where you never see her face? <laughs> Phasma 2. <too. Yeah. laughs> Phasma, a Star Wars story. So... I th- this is the strongest part of the film for me. Yeah, it's it's great. Because the Kessel Run, that's like, that's the shit. That's Han's thing. That's his that's thing. That's his claim to fame before, yeah, like before he joins the Rebellion and does you all know, that stuff. I made the Kessel Run in less than 12 par- parseps. Less than 13 parsecs. With a C. Less than 13 parsecs. Wait, see, yeah, at the end of this he says, I did it in 12 parsecs. Well, you can round. And he said, like, if you, you round, can round it down. Yeah, if you round down. He's rounding down. Yeah. I'm fine with that. But yeah, that whole scene, they go to go in and the Imperial ship is coming towards them, right? right. As they go in the Maelstrom. So they go around that and it's kind of like, uh, oh, what's it's, what's the big deal? The Imperial's not going to, you know, I used, to, I used to be one of these guys. Yeah. The Imperial fleet is going to go after. Yeah. It's going to go after a small ship. And, and they then, send out a bunch of TIE fighters. TIE fighters. That's yeah. the word. But yeah, um, so they don't. There's a button they don't know what to press. I think, and Chewie presses it, and then he sits down, and takes over. Yes, yes. And he's like, I didn't know you could fly. And then and Chewie know, makes a Chewie noise. Yeah, I don't want to do that on the microphone. Uh, 119, I think he says. I think it's 190. 190? Yeah, you look great. You look great. So finally, which is cool because this scene is so strong in the mm-hmm. first place. The action, the flying, I think all that. I loved watching Han fly. Just like, yeah, and it's perfect to get. Now it's him and Chewie. And the thing I will say is I loved Chewie in this movie because Chewie was a character in this movie. Yeah. You know, he saw when they were on the planet before they flew away, he was freeing other Wookiees. Other Wookiees and decided not to go with them. Not to go with with them. He stayed with with Han. Han. Which is important, obviously. Um, But he was a He wasn't just he wasn't just kind of, oh, I'm there. He makes a noise, whatever. He was a character himself. No, yeah, we, we, we get to know more about Chewie, which is, I think, really cool. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I just thought that he was more more lively. He had more to do, more to... Yeah. It wasn't just, 
Chewie, go do this. And then you focus on Han and Leia and Luke and everybody else. And Chewie's kind of running off and it's not focused on. You focus on that relationship between them a lot in this, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was very good. Um, So they get out. They make it. The ship is severely damaged. Well, thank God they uploaded the computer because she's the one. It was it was L three loaded into the Falcon that showed them. Right, but they almost got sucked into it. Remember, they're getting sucked into oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There the was coaxium. that. There was that crazy. There was that huge creature. Yeah. And then they that was following them. And then they use the coaxium and shoot out of it. But then, like right when he's about to do it, it doesn't work, and they're just going in, and, and they're slowly going, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And, and then, it was going to be another thing of, "Okay, here's Han. He's going to figure yeah. it out." And then he's not figuring it out. I'm like, "Oh my! They're going into this. They're going to get sucked into this fire." Right. And I think I didn't read up to confirm, which I should have done. I believe this is the first time we have a Star Wars movie where they don't say, I have a bad feeling about this. He says, says, I have a good feeling about this. I've got a really good feeling about this. Which is cool because he's not jaded yet. Yeah. He's still, it's still kind of a game. Yeah. Yeah. He's still kind of like, okay, I just have to do these couple things and then I'm going to be free. Then I'm going to be good. And, and the whole yeah, and the whole thing about his character throughout this movie isn't because like obviously we know he's going to become sort of not a, I wouldn't say anti-hero, but I mean he's not really the the good guy. I think if you asked him to describe himself later when he gets to he's kind of that like anti-hero, right? But what this whole movie is about, so I was interested because like the way going into this movie, um, I was wondering, I was like, okay, well, Han goes through his character arc in. The original trilogy. Yes. So we need to see him go into a different character arc in this and end up where he was in the first one. So I was very interested to see how they did that. And what they did was he's sort of this guy who he is kind of a, he's a good guy, but he wants to not be. Yes. And that's yes. His sort of he wants to sort of be like Tobias yeah. Beckett. Yeah. He wants to be this kind of like badass outlaw. Right. I mean, smuggler. And, you know, and that's I think, what he is. Yeah. But I think we see a little bit of him deep down still be a good guy. We see that there, but we also sort of see him going more and more towards what he wants to be. Um, so, you know, as they get, as they almost get sucked in to use the coaxium. Right. It finally kicks in and it shoots the ship, you know, similar to in the beginning when he has that floating car thing. Mm-hmm. And he kind of doesn't, I think he says to Kira like, oh, it's, remember when we were trying to get away? And yeah, she's and like, yeah, did, that didn't, didn't work. work. Yeah. And he kind of flies through and it works and it's awesome. It's yeah. Han being Han. That's that's what right. you want to see, and I, mm. I I bought it. Yeah, no, it was that was great. So. Yeah, that's that's easily easily I think the best, the strongest part of the film, mm-hmm. which it it had to be. Yeah, it had to oh, because yeah. if that was weak, yeah. this shit would have got trashed. I know, I know. Um, but it was an excellent scene. Then they get back to they get to this planet, Savarine, uh, Savarine. Like, like, yeah, to process it. Um, cause the Falcon is a nightmare. It is. It, yeah. It's like, yeah. actually it's com- completely skipped over this while they're in the maelstrom at some point is when they shoot off the escape pod to push right, it back we for brought a second. Up earlier. Yeah. And that's when, that's we, when it happens. Yeah. Shoot the escape pod to, to get lighter. And now the Falcon has the fangs, <laughs> the fangs. Um, so they get to this planet to process the, the, co- the coaxium. And then Emphis Ness shows up. Yeah. Emphis Ness is back. Yeah. And finally we get a, so I was like wondering, I was like, okay, who is this going to be? This reveal has got to be something, right? 
And it wasn't what I was expecting. It's, oh, it's a, like they're kids. Yeah. Like they're it's, young. It's a young girl. Yeah. Um, played by Erin Kellyman. Erin Kellyman. You know, she has some other, you know, some other guys that are like, uh, Warwick, uh, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis, which was awesome, who plays one of the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. And he's in The Phantom Menace, I believe. Yeah. It, yeah, he the is. same character. Weasel. The, I read somewhere that it was the same character. The same character. Like, well, yeah, I mean, because, well, maybe. And isn't, I think one of the other somewhere. ones is one of the guys that's in Rogue One. Okay. Well, yeah, it, was actually, it was actually interesting because I saw him and I was like, huh. Because you also see him, like he plays an Ewok, but you also see him in a different episode, I remember. Yes. And he does look relatively similar, so same character, that makes total sense. That would make sense. So then we found out, then we find out that these aren't really, Emphis Ness and her gang, they're not, they're not really... They're not really pirates. This is not like a we're here to steal and make money yeah. off of it yeah. kind of I mean, they're not... Kind of deal. Well, they're, they're not cats. <laughs> <laughs> the Thundermen. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're not, they're not really bad. They're sort of like leading the rebellion against this... Or like they're trying to. Yeah, they're, this is kind of like the start of like the rebellion. Yeah, is actually with Enfys Nest. Yeah, and I mean you have the great scene here where uh, Beckett goes to talk. You know, Han has already kind of unhooked his yeah, like, no. his blaster, and he's like, no, and he kind of steps forward and kind of gives like almost like a wink, like you know, I I got this, I got this. Yeah, who's still, yeah Beckett's still sort of Han's like mentor. Mentor, at point, yeah. yeah. At this point, he's kind of like you know what. It's who, it's who Han wants to be. He wants yeah. to be like Beckett. I don't know if you know this, but I did the castle run. Yeah. In uh, 12 parsecs. <laughs> so he kind of walks up and goes, you see that ship over there? And he points at the badly damaged like, Falcon. Right. I got 30 hired guns over there. At any minute, they can come out here. All I got to do is snap my fingers. And kind of as he snaps his fingers. Lando. Lando, <laughs> who's still in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Takes, takes off. <laughs> and yeah. Han, once again, is like, all right, and kind of takes that step back, and you're like, okay, he's not there yet. Yeah. He's yeah. going to get, you know, he's But he's all, it's it. the same Han that, we've, that we have that we know, trying to improvise, doing something, and it just doesn't yeah. work out yeah, all the know, time. That's um, not how the Force works. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, so then they have this little confrontation, and then it's time for them. Well, then I believe Beckett leaves. So they're they're actually gonna help, and then we see. Well, like, I don't think we ever see uh, Han explicitly say like I'm gonna help you out, but we see Kira no, talking no. to her. She's like exactly. Gonna- they kind of Emphasis Ness and the uh, what are they called again? Ah, Cloud Riders. Cloud Riders. They kind of explain their whole thing, and Han's kind of like, okay, there you go. There's a flash of Han. I whatever. I'll help. You know yeah. what I mean? Because there is that there is that good side of him yeah. pulling pulling into that thing. right. And you know, Kira says to her, I think he's gonna help you. And then, yeah. so they go and they meet, but this is, and then Beckett talks to him. Uh-huh. Han is like, you know, I'm, I'm like, like you do it. I'm going to, I'm out of here. Uh, I'm going to go over to Tatooine. Oh, um, there's a, uh, a gangster oh. who's putting together a team for, for a heist. If you want to come after this. Wonder who that could be. Spoiler alert. It's Jabba. <laughs> Jabba Jabba. Jabba the Hutt. The Hutt, um, obviously. Formerly, formerly human. Now, now hut now <laughs> now hut worm guy yeah. <laughs> um but what i think this scene actually does very well by having him like hey come meet me on tatooine i'm like oh it's so cool han's gonna go there so oh, that yeah, actually that totally threw me off that made me not think that he like because we obviously we see him come back yes and i wasn't necessarily i, I did exp- we'll get to it but I'll, and I'll explain it when we get to it but so they meet with 
Dryden Voss. <laughs> so, we'll get to it right now. Yeah, we'll but get, let me. Be, let we'll me, get to it right after this sentence. Yeah. <laughs> so they meet Dryden Voss, and you know, turns out what Han Dryden was like. Well, it looks really real. This is you know great. Yeah, this is. This I would is like awesome. I'd almost believe it if it was actually it. And it's like, what are you talking about? So at that point, you're kind of like, well, if I didn't, you know, you're, you go, oh, shit. You go, Kira, this was my thought, was right. Kira has been in contact with him and kind of sold Han out. Because, I mean, her kind of whole thing has been when he talks about, like, we just got to do this, we can get away. It's like, you don't, she's, to him, she's kind of been like, you don't get it. Right. This isn't, you know, this is not like a game. A game. You have to survive. Right. And which is a very, very important yeah. to her character. Yeah. It's important to Han's character also. Right. But then you realize Beckett walks in. Beckett walks in. So, yeah, once he was like, and the door opens, I was like, oh, it's going to be Beckett. But I wasn't expecting it for, at first because I thought it was sort of a great send-off. I was like, okay, he's leaving. He's going to Tatooine. That's what's going to bring Han there. That's perfect. And yeah. then he comes back. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, Remember I told you Never to trust anyone Don't trust anybody Which Includes me Yeah Which I See I don't I feel like now Every single movie Does that Or like if it has Someone that says Don't trust anyone You probably should should Not trust that person person. (laughs) Movies 101 Movies 101 If someone says You can't trust Anybody Don't trust the guy Saying it Who says it Yeah I mean Nonetheless he, He comes in You know You know Voss is trying to Look at it, and he goes, "Yeah, you know, I'd believe it. I'd yeah. believe it if it was real." But Beckett then, comes in. Now, where is the other? Where is the the other container of it? Where do they have it? Do they have it on the Falcon? I'm trying to remember exactly. I don't know if it's on the Falcon because Beckett has it. Doesn't Beckett have it at some point? Yeah, he gets it. He gets it. Does he get it from Emphit's Nest? Yeah, maybe. Uh, no, because so, so go they, see this movie. We saw it three days ago and have no, no idea, idea how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> so no, well, the one point you see the lid and you see that there's a gun on it. Yeah. So like okay, and then he's like, "Oh, go for the gun," and then he's like, "No, let me don't go, don't touch that lid. Let me see it," and then takes Han's gun from him. But then, and then we see, um, oh, we see hits uh, Dryden Voss's soldiers or whatever surround Emphis Ness and her. Yes, to kill and them. To kill he them. He doesn't care about them at right. all. But then it's revealed that that was not Emphis Ness. And then they come out and take over. Yes. And then we see Han again sort of, he knew. You know, because still at this point, they're still assuming that what, ha- what Han has on is fake. So they go for the other, right. they go for the other container, which it turns out Han improvising it worked out well because what he has on the ship is actually the coaxium yeah it's actually the real stuff so you know he kind of at that point you kind of realize okay he kind of pegged beckett he kind of got yeah that part was so i i enjoyed that part a lot because it was like oh man i was like oh man like han still doesn't have it and then when han knew all along that he didn't trust beckett i was impressed with han oh yeah yeah. that's one of the you go okay okay that's han doing his thing which at that point beckett leaves with Chewbacca as his hostage, right, carrying so, the coaxium. Yeah, so then Beckett decides to turn against Voss and leave with the coaxium. Correct. Um, you know, which is what Beckett does. You know, he finds the position of power and goes with it. Picks goes the winning for, side. Yeah, whatever works out best for yeah, him. Yeah, so, and he does. Um, and then we, we got the little fight scene. 
Kira's in there. Kira's Voss in there. Voss is in there. Han's, Han's in there. there. No, no lightsabers. Cool. Uh, blady. Blady boys. Blady, blady knuckle boys. <laughs> um, and Kind of like brass knuckles with these little blades. Yeah, really cool. Ha- cool they have some kind of... It's not... You know, there's like a, a energy yeah. to them or whatever. You know, so they get in this whole fight thing. Um, which at this point, I'm still kind of like... At this point in the movie, I'm still kind of like, mm, I don't trust Kira. Right. Because I'm like, she's trying to screw Han over. And it was, yeah, it, it was weird. Like I said, for me, it wasn't more about not trusting her character just because of her character. It was more like, where are they going to bring her character? Like, where are they going to leave her and Han? Yes, how are we... Yes, exactly. Because this whole time, they're together here, and he's kind of like, this is it, and then we'll be good. And she's kind of like, this isn't a game. This is you have to survive mm-hmm. kind of thing. With You're like, okay, I get it. They're both from this planet where that's the, the end game for both of them is to escape. Right. So he has escaped. The only thing that he hasn't escaped from is Kira at this point. Right. You know what I mean? He could be free and gone, but his end game is Kira. Her thing, you realize she has escaped Karelia, but she's, she's different now. She's different. Yeah. She's she, di- she has not escaped. She's this. part of the, and we, then we find out how, but we've, we've found out how awful this Crimson Dawn is that she's a part of. You know, this, the, what are you looking for? The dry, the, <laughs> the Crimson Dawn, the, <laughs> the crime. That's where making sure it was called Crimson Dawn. Yeah, what Dryden Voss is head of. We find out how that how bad they are. Yeah, so and so, she's sort of a part of it. Yeah, so she kills Voss. Yeah, they fight. She kills him, and, and then, you know her and Han kind of have that little thing where it's like, go get him. Yeah, Han's like, I got to go after Chewie. So here's the thing: she has the ship, and Voss. She says, she says, "I'm right behind you. I'm right behind you." She's on the ship. Voss is dead. Han's going after Chewie. Right. That's when she walks over. Well, should we go to the... Should we do Han first? Yeah, Han, we'll do Han first. We'll do Han first and then get to the meaty, the meaty goodness. That works for me. Um, So Han goes after Beckett and, you know, they're about to have a shoot off. So once again, there's the Western thing. They kind of have like a standoff here. And Beckett tries to give him some word of advice. Mm-hmm. And Han, boom, shoots, shoots him immediately. Han shoots first. <laughs> oh, just quickly, like he doesn't even yeah, say Yeah, real it. quick. And, and it's kind of, and you know, he kind of, Beckett gives him that look and he's kind of like, all right, you've learned. That's it. You, yeah. you learned. You know, he's, he's almost, he's impressed in death at that yeah. point, which is kind of, which is kind of, you know. Yeah. It's a cool thing to kind of like, okay, Hans. And even though, even though he sort of betrayed him, sort of became a bad guy at the end, I really, I really liked their relationship throughout, even in the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, because it was, it was kind of like, you know, he was his mentor and then he was an enemy, but he was so close to him, he kind of has an idea yeah. how he thinks. Yeah. Which I think helps his character along. And now they have the Quaxium. They have the Quaxium. And at this point, Kira walks over to Voss. Right. The symbol she has tattooed on her wrist for the Crimson Dawn. She picks up the ring. It's the similar. I think it's the same logo. And she walks over and she puts it into a part of the ship and she turns it. And kind of like, what is she doing? And a hologram comes up of a hooded figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to figure out who. You're trying. Yeah, you're kind of like, looking uh, like, oh, who like, is this? Is she just talking to Palpatine right now? Is that what's going on? I had the Palpatine thought, too. And you're kind of like, OK, who's this going to be? And she kind of says, OK, the mission failed. It didn't work out. Um. And the character removes right. removes the hood. Now this is a big this is a big thing. Yeah. It's getting auto, it's getting gasps when you see it, which mm-hmm. I did. 
It was, I was like, <gasps> like, holy yeah. shit. It takes the hood off and it's Maul. Yes. It is Darth Maul, which mm-hmm. I think you're so enamored by the fact that you just watched Maul is here at this point. You kind of get, wait a minute, how this, you, yeah, you I, don't. I, I certainly got taken out of it. I said, wait a second. The problem with that is, is he does have the robotic legs, which apparently the Clone Wars cartoon or whatever show that is has shown that he has him here. But you're so he has such a cool head. Yeah. That, you know, you're paying attention that you're not looking at his legs. You're kind of like, right. oh, hold on. I have this whole timeline messed up, which you don't. Right. Well, no, when, you, when you go and you think about it. So given his story, he gets cut in half in episode one, falls down this. Um. Never ending hole. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm not gonna get to it. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Uh, he somehow survives. We'll get past that. You know. Yeah, like, I mean, um, he's alive, and we see, and you know, it makes sense at that point. He's an old, obviously older. It makes sense if he survived that. It makes sense for him to be alive now. So um, yeah. So you, you realize that, like, once you get there, okay, timeline. It sort of makes sense. So Maul, Maul is above Voss. That's his superior. Right. Is Maul. Right. So He's at this sort of point, you're like this crimson. You're like, oh, type, okay. Yeah. So I mean, at this point, you also know whether he took you out or not, whether you hated it or not. It's kind of like, oh, okay. Yes. This guy, this Crimson Dawn is. It's nothing to fuck with. Right. Yes. Um, I think they're kind of more powerful than. You think you're like, oh, it's a bad crime syndicate. Yeah. Whatever. Right. But, you know what I mean? Oh, they're the bad guys. But then I think when you see Maul in there, now you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is worse. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I do kind of want to get into this a little bit because I wasn't a fan of this. Got red, we got uh, Red Skulled. Got Red Skulled by Star Wars. Yeah, you did. But it's the second movie this year where they made by Disney <laughs> where a character with a red, red face that you thought was dead turns out to not be dead, dead, which is an incredible piece of right. An incredible um, piece of trivia that you have there. I, I know it took you out. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like this. I didn't care. You said it's Star Wars. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, that was to quote you. <laughs> yes, that um, is exactly what I said. Because I mean just what I what I have against is first of all, yes, like He's alive. Okay, he'll he's alive. But like and and they do show it in this in the the Clone Wars cartoon TV show, but which really? apparently is canon from now what I've heard. But I didn't so this is like for me it's look at Marvel. That's like if they brought back a character or they brought a character from Marvel's Captain Asian, America Asian, one back? No. Oh, Marvel's okay. Agents okay. of Shield. Okay. And brought like if they brought so Phil Coulson yeah. dies in Avengers. Yes, if they brought him back they brought out him of back nowhere. Out of nowhere. And he now, had robotic life. Right. I don't mind them bringing I don't mind them bringing Darth Maul back. I love Darth Maul's character. I don't think this is the movie to do it. Okay. I don't think so I think maybe cuz like they're going to be doing an Obi-Wan movie. Are they? I believe so. I don't know if that's... Boba, they said Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. I know, but there's talk about Obi-Wan movies. Okay. I'd see him being involved with that. You I think, think would make more Would make more sense. sense. I mean, maybe they're building it up for that. Maybe. Okay. I, mean, I don't be. think he belongs in Han Solo's story. I don't... I, I think... And, and that's just... That's my personal opinion. I think... Um, Although, remember, this is not Han Solo's story. This is Solo. Star, Star Wars, Wars story. <laughs> so I like what I wanted to see from this movie is I wanted to see 
Oh. <laughs> Not a saw. <laughs> Not a chainsaw. That was the chair. This chair is loud. I apologize. Um, I wanted to see... So, like, it seems sort of like they were trying to build more of a universe. Like, you know, to use that elsewhere, maybe a different anthology story. Whereas they don't... I don't think they need to... Like, sort of like... In the way Marvel does, where they build... Like, okay. in other movies, they build their own, like, other stuff going on. Like, oh, this is happening, too. Like, on the side. And that leads to... It hints at different storylines, different movies. <sighs> This like solo is already a part of another story, you know. Yeah, so like so I know like they're they're revealing to me that Darth Maul is here, but like, but Darth Vader is still in Darth Vader and and Palpatine are still sort of running the galaxy. So why should I care that these people? I got you. So it's kind of like at the point where it's like, what? There's no there's no point of him there unless. Do you think they could have done it with a? You don't see him. And he's mentioned, and that would have been a thing. Or maybe, yeah, I think they need to allude to it first. I think we need to see how, because it's not just oh he's alive. It's how is he alive? So like even going back to Marvel, we see Red Skull. We find out they explain it right then and there. They explain he went I mean, trapped in this. Yeah, and you never see his dead body. I mean, no, 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 no. no he no. goes. Tra- he gets trapped into that. He gets sent there. Like you just see him like, disappear from that one stone gets sent there. So like, Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, you never see Maul's dead body either right, no. because I, I assumed it was actually still falling. Yeah, <laughs> it is down a endless hole. So not only did he get his legs cut off, he fell so far down an endless hole. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. I just guess it's... I, I don't have much... Like, I'm fine with it because it's Star Wars. Crazy stuff happens. I'm I, fine with them see, bringing him back. I... I know you see what I'm saying. I buy it. It's Star Wars who gives a shit. Yeah. You also know more. You have more invested in it. So for me, I was kind of like, I agree with what you're saying. We're like, okay, maybe it is kind of. But the surprise factor worked for you. It yes. Was cool. For me, yeah. For me, the surprise factor worked. Which, I'm like, oh, it's, which it's just like, oh, okay. That was easy to please me. Just show a character. I had no idea it was going to be in yeah, it. Oh, it's more there. Yeah. Because that was the, I think the, one of the only redeemable things from episode one, two, and three is that lightsaber scene with Darth Maul. Oh, it's incredible! It's absolutely incredible. Which, it's funny because I haven't seen it in so many years, so I'm 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 going to use my own bullshit nostalgia thing because I remember watching that and being like, "That is awesome!" The double sided lightsaber. Yeah, it was great. Um, so I get what you're saying. It it, it did because even me sitting in the seat, I got confused about the timeline at that moment. Right, and. They show him, but like you said, he has a big red face with cool horns coming out of it. Voice is kind of cool. You're not going, oh, let me check on his legs. You're going, oh, when does this take place? Maybe if they would have showed his legs first. I know it's the hologram. No, yeah. His legs first to where you're like, oh, these are robotic legs. Then you see him. Then you go, oh, this is afterwards because I'm looking at his robotic legs. Because when I looked it up afterwards, you know how many articles were, yes. I know if you weren't eagle-eyed, you didn't notice it, but yes, he did have robotic legs. Right. This is after episode one. This no, is yeah. I mean, I just, I just, I had more of a problem, not necessarily with him being alive. Um, I think maybe they need to show or explain how he was alive rather than just showing him. I got you. Huh? I had more like I just didn't. I don't see him being as a part of Han Solo's story. I see Han Solo. I, I see Han Solo. So I, I thought of this as you know, like a western, like a smuggler movie about yeah. him, like how he got to where he was. I don't need that added point that of oh, added. Darth Darth Maul okay, was Dar- there. Darth Maul is part of this syndicate. Yeah, I mean, like, I, 
Because now, because if they move forward and he's the main, because I mean, there's open ended. It's going to be a solo sequel. Solo. I'm thinking. Duo. Solo duo. <laughs> solo duo. <laughs> duo. A Star Wars story. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, no, no. I I can see that. I think that's. Um, you know, I I saw some comments like that on Twitter that were like, okay, do a sequel. A sequel yeah. will help this. Which you know, is, I know. Which I is think kind of funny because some it, of it was like, oh, it's unnecessary. Check your expectations at the door. And now it's like, and now it's like, okay. Give me a sequel to let me know more about this. Right. Well, I think I think a sequel is needed to further develop Lando, uh, Han's character, Han and Lando. I think Correct. Chewie still has some stuff to go through. I agree. I would love to see how he gets to know Jabba the Hutt and that whole thing. That, yeah. So what, when they where bought, their problems yes. are. That is cool. That That's exciting to me. I don't yeah. need... But if it hasn't... I don't need to see him... If, if, if somehow he goes up against Darth Maul and... Yeah, you don't need to see yeah, that. Yeah, because... I think I think if Obi Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker show up at hey this is this is what I'm gonna change Episode Four okay yeah I'd have the ship that uh, did the Kessel Run in thirteen parsecs also I defeated Darth Maul and they're like wow we thought that guy was still falling down that hole yeah yeah he so so if that's where it ends up going which like, I don't think it will but no I, think, I don't think it will but like I, I get what you're saying but kind of like which is also why I don't think they need to have him in there at all okay it's kind of like you know. I think if you step back from, it's kind of done sloppy. It's yeah. Kind of, you know, it's kind of in there. It's kind of doing it for a big reveal, but, I feel. Yeah, yeah. So that was the kind of thing that I said to you. I was saying in the beginning about me not being like in love with Star Wars. I'm kind of confused about how I feel about right. it. So they can do something like that. And I'm not going to have a huge, I'm going to go, oh, yeah, oh, that's, oh, that's kind of cool. cool. It's Darth Maul. I don't have this whole like thing of like, how dare they. Right. Yeah. And I know, get that. I you know get what I mean? In a yeah. way. Um, um, I mean. But I think. When you think about a, a way that it does work, is it does show that like yes, Kira has has escaped. Yes, but this is it's it's Darth Maul. I this think, is not some rant. This is bigger than just like yeah. this is not a game. This is survival. This is okay. That ups the stakes for that. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it works in, to show Kira as to like Kira's. No, she's not. She's, she's done. Like, yeah, she's gone she's, for for Han. It's over it's, for them. It, that that's the only thing I thought that that did that I liked. I mean, because she's calling him to tell him that the mission was a failure and that she's claiming Voss's position within the syndicate, which is a high up position right. in the syndicate. Right. So she, yeah. So she's not just like nah. Because at first you're like, oh, it's my lieutenant. You're like, oh, she's she's up to something. Yeah. She's still trying to get away. Yeah. She has that chance to get away and right there. And Han's there. Yeah. Let's he get out of here. The, he gives the coaxium to Enfist. And it's kind of like, they're, this is it. This is their kind of getaway thing. Which at a point, you're like, oh, okay, that could be a... Maybe this is part of if they're going to do a sequel thing. Which would have been awful. Yeah. Which I would have not liked. But not only does she not just leave and run away, she assumes the position of almost her captor, of right. boss here. Yeah. And is, okay, that that's it. And then that's when you go to, you see Han and Chewie. Giving the coaxium over to Emphis Nest. Right. And the ship, you hear the ship turn on. And he sees her leave. And the ship kind of leaves. And kind, you're kind of at that point where you're like, okay, this is something that could turn him to a more jagged person. Yeah, so that works. the whole thing for those three years, the point we're at now, mm-hmm. is to get a ship to help Kira free. Yeah. And they do all of it. And that's kind of at the point when you go... This is not a game. This is about survival. Right. And that's kind of like this. For Han now at that point there, he's kind of, I think that 
will help his character grow and show that, no, this is not just a game. This yeah. is not just all fun and, oh, we're doing this. Or, this is... The things right. they do now have serious ramifications for their lives. Yeah, and I think this is this is also going to go to show. They'll probably show it in the next one. Um, you know, he he can't. He really can't trust anyone. He can't even no, trust. No, he this. can't even trust the person that he's been fighting. He joined the Imperial Army for. Yeah, he can't even it, trust. You know, so that it works for me. I don't think you need Darth Maul to do. I that get what turn. you're saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always say I think it seemed like they were trying to build more of a a universe around Solo. But okay, they, rather when than they just have... When they didn't need to, because Solo's... Yeah. We already know where he's going to go. We already know the universe he's I part. got what you're saying. So I, I just didn't... I thought, okay, bring him back if you want. Maybe show him coming back. I... Yeah, just don't do it in Solo I, movie. That's my opinion. And I, I think the fact that now that we're saying that the, the cartoon show, nothing against the cartoon show, but it's canon part of that's going to work into these things. Like I said, it's like... I'm it, not watching that cartoon. Yeah. It's like if we... It, like I said, if we brought back Phil Coulson... For me, yeah, he's I got alive you. in Agents of Shield. Oh yeah, now, he's in to the make Kent. the show. Yeah, it's like if they brought him back and was like, you. "Oh yeah, like hey, I'm here." Oh, oh yeah, it's Phil. Duh. Uh, yeah, like because first of all, that takes away from his death in the it movie. Takes away from the death and the cards, the blood on them, and right. The whole... Yeah, so like that's what that was just I, my problem. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't I, think this was. I didn't want it to be a part of this story. I, I I got you there. I mean, I I do love that part at the end there where you're like, oh okay. Um, you know, she flies away, and it's not this big thing where Han's like, oh, he's upset because that's not Han. Right, no. It, okay, I think he's upset. I think he's hurt. I think the way you see that he is now, mm-hmm. well, not now because now he's dead. When you first meet him, this kind of like jagged, I'm doing this, I did that, this whole kind of thing there is he doesn't have that person. Yeah. Then before it was all about her. It was yeah, all about now, here. Now it's I did this, I did that. I, you know what I mean? It's all these accomplishments. Hey, uh, these accomplishments. Yeah. Let, hey, Chewie, let's go to Tatooine and do this job. Which last, is awesome. Last job we're going to do. Don't worry. And then we'll get our ship and then we'll. Yeah. And I mean, that just brings him into a whole other pile of shit, which is cool because I would like to see kind of how he got involved with Job of the Hut. I think that would be interesting. Yeah. And also, another interesting thing. So I'm watching this movie not, and I loved, I loved him as Han Solo. But for the most part, so this. I kind of viewed this this movie I sort of seen as a prequel to Solo because yeah, I I I completely I completely get it. So for like because for the most part he's a part of this team. Yep. It's really it's not really a Han. Not no, to, it's no pun intended. A solo movie for Han. Yeah, it's um, kind of this story part, before he before and it's then, him and yeah. Chewie. So like the next one's going to be him and Chewie. He's going to be the guy. Like he was never really the guy throughout this movie. He no, had a couple moments he, where he was like, "Okay, step up. Let me. I have an idea. Let yeah, me do he this. was kind of let me like, take over." But he was always still working under Beckett up until the end. I would love to see the next one where it's like he's the guy. He's in charge. Him and Chewie, and sort of how they sort of get involved with job with that. I, I'm excited to see something like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I mean, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Right. What was the final shot? I think it was maybe them walking away. All I know is it wasn't a fucking helicopter shot. So yeah. Um, oh, but he no. Remember, so he also goes back to Lando. Oh hugs yes, him. yes. Lando, there you buddy, go. That's it. Hugs him, takes the card out of his jacket, out of his little uh, little card thing in the and, on his arm there. Yeah, and yet again they play, and they're gonna play Sabak for possession of the Falcon once again. And this is kind of the point there where it's don't trust anyone. Yeah. He learned not to trust Lando. Mm-hmm. He's going to get his ship. So they sit down. They play the game. 
Han throws his cards down. Lando's confident he's going to win. He reaches up his sleeve, and the card's not there. No, so actually, Han, I don't think Han puts his cards down yet. I think Lando goes to do it. He realizes he doesn't have the card. Uh-huh. And he still plays yes, confident, yes, yes, puts yes. it down, and then Han's like, hmm, would have been better if you had this. this. Um, so, yeah, then he gets it. And then the final shots actually, I think, believe them jumping into hyperspace. In the uh, Falcon. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. And that's when they're heading off to Tatooine. There's a gangster doing a job, which we said is Job of the Hut. So that kind of, it gets you to a point of there's still room. There's still room. Yeah, there's still stuff. There's still more which Star, was risky. Star Wars stories to tell. It was risky for them to do. But I also thinking about it, I was like, oh, they kind of like really went all in on this. Maybe they're trying to do more. Because I mean, this is a young actor obviously he's going to be a young actor anyway, and i th- i mean i think he's i think he's fine in it. yeah I, I mean i'm saying when i pick i sort of got the idea like oh it's such a big thing i it wasn't going to just be a one-off now that i think of it like it really didn't feel like it was going to be a one-off when they sort of went all like w- getting all these characters doing that i agree it's um i don't know how to explain why i felt that way but so i i can see that there and then obviously you watch the movie there could be a sequel yeah, um, there could definitely be. A it sequel. doesn't lead up right to. It's not like he walks right into the. No, it's it's. He says a thing. He says we're going to Tatooine, yeah. which obviously you know from yeah. when you meet him in Episode One that he has a thing mm-hmm. and with you know Job of the Hut. You kind of know that stuff, but it still leaves this part of what actually happens with this whole Job story. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, but also, I be- I don't believe the movie's performing incredibly well no it's it's not i mean i think people were worried about the director shake up which is where i was talking about it with you know yeah people today and it was yeah. like oh yeah i don't know why that would stop people but i mean sometimes it, a, sometimes it yeah. scares them people are still upset about the last jedi yeah i'm just saying i think i mean i hope that doesn't affect them making a no i mean it's still ron howard's biggest opening ever right it's just it, not big compared to Star Wars. Is that's the thing? They still yeah. Have, it's yeah. still it's small for Star Wars. But but, yeah, but I I mean I I enjoyed I enjoyed this movie. You know um, I don't I don't think they ruined anything because there'd be no. oh they're gonna ruin this they ruined that what did they ruin? No they didn't ruin anything. Because um, you know even like I said the one part that I hated a lot I did not like the, yeah, the Darth Maul scene. thing but it did not ruin it did not ruin this Han Solo story for me. Um, no. I just felt, I was like, ah, like, I loved it. I kind of wish that didn't happen because it kind of taints you know, how I felt about the movie. Little a little sloppy. I, I got you. But, um, but no, I don't, think, I don't think they ruined anything. No, I agree. I don't think they ruined anything. I don't think anything was, oh, now this isn't how that happened in canon because it said this and it said that. It's like, listen, 10 films, you count Attack of the Clones or whatever the hell that is. It's a movie, right? <laughs> whatever. Who cares? It, it, there's so much shit. And here's the thing. I love Star Wars. I want more. It's never going to be perfect. Right. It's never. And it, here's the problem, though, is if they made them all the same, it would get to a point and they go, ah, well, it's all the same. Yeah. So Glad it's different. part of me is like, I really enjoyed this. But like I, we said in the beginning, the original film with the original directors, I'd be interested in what that would look like because I feel like they do need to take chances. Now, what I am super looking forward to when it comes to Star Wars is Ryan Johnson's with his own trilogy, his own trilogy, his own story. That that's I of- I that's something like I'm looking forward to that. And the thing is, those will de- I think those will be better received than the Last, the Last Jedi. Jedi, even if they're not better movies, but they're going to be better received because it's him taking those chances. 
yes. without the restriction of the, that original that canon original story. Canon like, oh, story. you're messing up this character. You know, like, no, he's giving you completely new characters. Yeah, I, I just, I just don't, th- I, I, you know, I, I had heard, you know, people, oh, I'm not going to see that. They ruined this. They did that. That's bullshit. They shouldn't have done this. And I'm like, we haven't even seen the movie yet. So right. Yeah. Why don't you go see it? Um, so it's almost like put up or shut up. Go yeah. see the movie. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, I so I I enjoyed it. I had a great time. Because I, I will be honest, the whole way I'm like, oh, here we go. You know, when we yeah. were trying to figure out what the first thing we were going to do is. Like, I always tell you I have a complicated relationship with Star, Star Wars. Wars. Right. Um, I was like, ugh, fucking, the first thing we're going to do is a Star Wars movie. You know what I mean? The first thing. And then I was like, okay, let me go into it. Reviews were, you know, generally positive. It's like, it's one of those weird things, kind of like The Last Jedi, where critic rating is way higher than fan. Mm-hmm. I think it's a 15% differential on Rotten Tomatoes right wow. now. Okay. The Last Jedi, I think, is the biggest gap ever. The right. movie's 92 and the fan is like 48. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, no, I love that movie. Love that I, movie. Yeah, that's... So, um, so it's another one of those fan things here, which I kind of hate this whole thing of like... Like, I mean, Ryan Johnson, I, I follow him on Twitter, still gets like death threats... For The Last Jedi. Right. Which is insane. This is, you know what I mean? Like, you don't threaten to kill someone because... I know. Yeah. You think that something is screwed up in a Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. That's insane to me. Yeah, it's crazy. That's like a whole nother level of insanity. Yeah. So, um, I I just think like, I just think sometimes it's... It's almost like it can be like a toxic fan base. Yeah, of course. Which, I mean, a lot of fan bases are. Which you look at the DC extended universe and that's like, you know, that's like where you have people that think that Disney is paying Rotten Tomatoes to only use the reviews from critics that Disney also paid to review their films bad, yeah. which is horseshit. They're just bad. They're just bad. So, yeah. So I think that that whole kind of, you know, they say like that whole Star Wars bro, Star Wars fanboy thing, that to that point, you cannot like something. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like everything. Right. We have the prequels. That, that's right. Like yeah. so how the like someone can watch the prequels and then be upset at The Last Jedi to me is mind blowing. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, the prequels, you know whose fault it is? It's all George Lucas's fault. Mm-hmm. For everything they did by creating it, I mean, wait—he well, yeah, just—I mean, he—he's always—he's he, he's had that his own uh, fallbacks as a as a filmmaker. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and definitely. And that was just sort of um, him, sort of over embellishing. I think. I, yeah. I mean, I look. Like I said I I enjoy watching those movies. He, I actually like I I I like episode three. A good deal. I know. Yeah, I know you do. And I've tried to watch it. It's the only reason that I was like, it's, fine, I'll watch it's it. Sloppy. There are some. It is super slow. I mean, it is kind of cool. But there's so many cool moments and scenes in that, and it's cool to finally see him become Darth Vader, whether it's great the way he did it. No, no, no. I get you. But some of the sequels, like the the lightsaber battle at the end, Anakin versus Obi-Wan, Yoda versus uh, Palpatine, Mace Windu versus Palpatine, Obi-Wan, Grievous. What year did that movie come out? 2001? That was 2004, 2003, 2004, so you were how old? 2003, I think it was. What is it? So you're 11. Yeah. You were nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. I'm no. 16. No, I know. So, no, but what I mean on that nostalgia thing is like, I get how you, you go, oh, okay, yeah, this movie. This mm-hmm. is cool. But I think that like, uh, if you jump forward 20 years and you go back and you look at them, it's going to be like, wow, these are dog shit. Mm. I think it should be. 
Well, I mean, I've looked back on him, and like, I mean, you I, can look back on him, and you can see the flaws that they have, which I have, I have. But, but, I'm, from, but I'm like, still, there's still so much fun. That's what I mean. From how much fun it was, and that whole thing, and um, no, I, I thought I thought Solo was a lot of fun. I thought, you know, it's not a perfect movie. No, no, but no, it was fun. I liked. But I got I liked Han the Solo. Characters. I got I Han Solo running around, being a smuggler, shooting, yeah. shooting guns, saying so, cool shit. Right. Like I thought, I thought Alden Aaron Reich was great. Nailed it. Yeah, I thought Lando great. Nailed it. Chewie, like you said, was like great. I said, he's he, Chewie is actually a character. Yeah, I liked. Um, you know, I liked uh, Beckett. Yeah, I liked his character. He was good. Um, I even thought I thought Paul Bettany did good as yeah. Dan Paul Bettany was fine. He didn't. You know, Castle Run was awesome. There Castle was funny Run was moments, good action. It was filmed nice. It wasn't perfect, but I enjoyed a lot of the movie. Well, that's you know that's like yeah yeah no it was a fun movie that's because that's how I view Star Wars yeah it should just be a, oh that was a fun movie a couple right. of, a cool space thing happened yeah. I don't know why that it's like oh no well, they did it. well gives it it's not this is not like, like this is not some sacred write fan thing. write your own fan fiction if you want it to go differently yeah like I make was, your own fucking not Star everyone's Wars movie. gonna like it yeah no that's what I mean not everyone's gonna like it and uh, I I think it's I don't like people that are I'm not going to go see this because mm-hmm. I already know they ruined it yeah do you have a five star review do I, I have because I know you haven't put it on Letterbox I did yet. not put it on Letterbox yet um. I'd say it gets a solid three. I was yeah. I'd give it a yeah. I'd give it a three star review. I mean, some of the action shit is great in it. Yeah. Um. I now now like you remember I've seen like Bradford Young said some of the one of the difficulties he had is now when you do eighty percent of reshoots, it's almost like shooting two movies. Yeah. This is now the ninth most expensive film ever made. Wow. Comes in ninth. Well, think about it. They shot a Star Wars movie and then they shot it again. Yeah. Um. So some of the stuff to save money, they didn't rebuild the full sets. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot more close-ups, which I've seen some complaints about that. But I kind of, I didn't notice it like that. No, I didn't. I, didn't. Um, I wish that you got to see his work on the full scale as it was originally intended. Yeah. Rather than, oh, by the way, we need to do a close-up here and a close-up here. And this is a close-up mm-hmm. Restric- based It's on- restricting you as a, exactly. as a cameraman. So, yeah. So I would, I wish... I wish you could see him unrestricted mm-hmm. what he shot. But um Lord and Miller got executive Executive producer credits. Executive producer credits because Ron Howard shot enough, I think it's his director's m- guild rules. He shot enough of the movie to get the sole director credit. Mm-hmm. Um I think, yeah, I'd give it a solid three out of five. Yeah, that's what I'd say. I think it's good fun. It's a summer movie. It's you, yeah. you go see a summer movie, movie and you laugh. And you have a good time, and uh, I am all for that. Now, I I know when we saw it with our intern Kate, she had said, I, you know, you know, he smiled a lot, and you kind of get to the end of this movie, and you go, okay, now look at everything that happened here. He yeah. spent years smuggling, joining the Imperial Army, all of this shit just to get this girl back. Yeah, and. It didn't work, so you know you've kind of seen him be screwed over by the guy who is his mentor, mentor Lando, who he's buddies with. Even tried to screw him over, so you kind of have all of that going on. Yeah, I think we're gonna see. I think if you see the next, that's one, why I like to see the next one. Get him a little, little more. So he'll get there. I think he will. Yeah, I've no, no, but so three to three to five. You think three to five? Okay, Sorry. yeah. So now that Solo's out of the way, we're at the part of the show. Well, I'm going to tell Jared to watch something. He's going to add it to his queue. He's going to do the same for me. 
And then down the road, we will watch the movies recommended by each other. We will sit here and we will yell. We will argue. And we will bant about them. Yeah. I mean, also probably rewatch it. So like if I gave you something, I'm probably I'm going to try my best to rewatch it. Myself. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Keep it fresh. But, oh. you know, this way I can we can finally hold each other to you need to watch this. And the other one actually watches it. Right. Because what we based this podcast on was you would tell me to watch something. Correct. Or I would, you know, vice versa. Uh, and it would take us years or months. But, you know, every now and then we would get a phone call and say, hey, I finally watched it. And we would talk for hours on end about it. So, you know, then we decided let's let's do a podcast. I mean, sort of premise. what's more American than people telling other people they need to watch something? Yeah. Now we get to do it. And whether if we agree, we get to sit here and praise it. If we disagree, we get to argue about it. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you have something that I should add to my queue? I think I do. Okay. What do you got? So a movie. It's a movie I definitely want to rewatch. All right. Um, that I loved when I first saw it. Okay. Uh, sort of a slower movie. Oh, great. Um, it will be starring Michael Shannon. Wow! You were going to tell me to watch Take Shelter. Take Shelter. I'm really pumped about this. Okay. So you're going to tell me to watch Take Shelter. Now, here's the thing. I have so many movies that I think you should watch. So many. Please. Like like mainly, literally, Paul Thomas Anderson's entire filmography. filmography. But the first movie we started off with was Solo. It's kind of a fun little movie here. You gave me Take Shelter. So I based what I was going to tell you to watch off of what I gave. Off of what you gave me. You gave me something kind of slow. Okay. I came up with this idea the other day. I'm a little nervous. So I think the movie that I need you to add to your queue is a movie that I think is great fun. you have any idea? No, I have no idea. <laughs> I need you to watch Fast Five. Fast Five. The fifth Fast and the Furious movie because it is awesome. All right, fast. I know it's a curveball, but I watched The Fate of the Furious the other day. And I know I've been saying, you need to watch Fast Five because it's good fun. It's not just, you know, it's just over-the-top action. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a fun ride, and I think it's something that we can watch, and there's so many talking points in this movie. Okay. Because it's a movie led by the great acting skills of Vin Diesel and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. All right. Past five. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. So until next time, I would add Solo to your queue. I would recommend it, yeah, whether I'd you're a Star that. Wars fan or not. You agree? Yeah, I'd say so. All right. Awesome. So add Solo to your queue and signing off, Nick, Jared, and we'll see you next time.